right i'm so excited to be back thank you everybody for joining us uh if you're watching whenever you're watching this please share with your friends and your family today we're gonna have a really wonderful conversation we're gonna talk about men and mental health and i'm so excited to have dr jc back and uh we have gv who's always behind the scene actually this is you are getting this is a prime moment right now we have gv in front of the camera sitting with us um hi gv how are you feeling doing well doing well um, pleasure to be here again um thanks for having me and um obviously um being part of you know the production for the, this podcast i um very supportive of, of you know the work that you guys are doing um and also jumping on a panel with my brother dr jc we haven't done this in a while so this is pretty fun Yes, yeah. yes. And um, this is Patricia, and I am here with Obel. So I'll let um, uh, GV introduce himself, and then we'll go to Dr. JC, because GV has a thing where he doesn't tell you what he does, but I want to, you to tell the people who don't, who don't know what you do. I think we should introduce the doctor first, okay. but that's just me. All right, all right. You, all can, right. you can do that. You, <laughs> Come on, doc. <laughs> You can pass the. You can do that. You sound like Congress now. You pass the. Book. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I'm just excited we got to have both both Shoot. brilliant minds yes. here. I'm just excited to yes. just have that right yes. now. Uh, well, yes. I'm gonna reclaim my time. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this is me. I mean, you guys that know me um, or don't know me, um, I'm. Uh, dental hygienist out of uh, the state of texas um i do a little bit of production on the you know videography and um, music side of things and i enjoy all things technology and yeah i enjoy all things that is thought provoking as well and that's why i'm here you know talking with um the experts um because i am not one so um but i just enjoy really good conversations so that's that's me that's it really thank you and also gv is producing our um uh, this podcast right yes. now just a little thing to add um we've had dr jc with on this um before if you haven't listened to this you need to go and listen to that episode i'm going to let dr jc introduce himself for people who are watching us or for the first time please dr jc tell us about your amazing work Thank you, ladies and uh, GV. It's a pleasure and a privilege to be here to share the platform with you guys. I really think that GV is short selling himself. He does not do a little. He doesn't do a little bit of production. He's the LeBron. He's the LeBron James of production. Oh, come on, dog. That's a little too much now. <laughs> I love that. Nah, that's you know. way too much pressure. <laughs> no, no, seriously. I'm a six man. <laughs> I think he is the LeBron James of production. For those who don't know me, I'm Dr. JC Bellotzer. I'm a board certified psychotherapist in the state of Florida and Nevada. I'm also a certified addiction professional in the state of Florida. I've been practicing for the past uh, uh, 12 years. I never remember. Every time I have to count back, I kind of realize how old I am. So I kind of lost track of the years. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward to a great conversation. Yes, yes. I am excited. I'm so excited. I feel like this is going to be one of our best episodes. I don't know why. I just, well, I, I, no, let me not say that. Because but your husband is here. Well, I guess I'm a little biased. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this is going to be so important for like just men who are in general watching yes. this because I think, you know, when we think about mental wellness, it's like mm -hmm. in all aspects, but men specifically mm -hmm. um, suffer silently and mm -hmm. they're not really seeing examples and of other men talking about it now i think yeah. we're doing a little better mm -hmm. but now i feel like it's the time you know for to see like young haitian professional yes. just talking about mental health and you know mm -hmm. the impact it has on us and mm -hmm. um the things that we need to dissect in our community to be better yeah mentally fit like my husband likes to call it yes. he just always says that but tell us now my my before we start this conversation mm -hmm. we have a little icebreaker patricia's gonna mm -hmm. ask and we can talk about you know mental wellness means to each of you yeah so what is the most memorable um moment in your life if you can remember 
um, you guys can take like a one or two minutes and share that with us. Wow, that's um, most memorable. I have so many. Jeez, um, I mean, I, I could I could tell you like the biggest. More, I remember passing my board exam, becoming a registered agent. That was a big moment. Getting married was a big moment. I remember several shows that I've produced. Those have been really big moment. And I remember listening to my first song on the radio was also a big moment. It's so many of them. It's just that it's, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's so many uh, um, um, that I can think of. For me, um, what makes this a difficult um, question to answer and really pinpoint one question I tell my wife all the time, I don't dwell on big moments or low moments to me they all stop points to a journey and so mm -hmm. you can have the worst day possible mm -hmm. it's gonna be a day tomorrow right. and so i don't dwell on that and i can have the biggest day tomorrow i don't dwell on that either because there is still a next day to live mm -hmm. so i'm always looking forward to okay what's to come next i celebrate the moment right, or i right. take it for what it is but mm -hmm. understand that i can't keep that forever wow. so i it, no matter how big the moment is right now i mm -hmm. can't keep that forever for instance like the day of my wedding i can be as happy as possible mm -hmm. tomorrow won't be the day of my wedding it will be okay. the day after my wedding right okay. i can get the big promotion today but the day after is not gonna be my big promotion mm -hmm. it's gonna be the day after and so i'm always looking forward to what's to come and how do i adjust and adapt to that so, so lifetime of memorable moments yeah because you're gonna have those ups ups and downs and they just checkpoints yeah. but you still gotta move on to the next one and the next one and then one after that so no matter how low or high they are mm -hmm beautiful thing is they won't last wow. so i feel like that's how geniuses think i suspect i suspect you are married to a genius i know <laughs> i was sitting here listening to him i agree with him 100 percent mm -hmm. i don't have big moments i have a lot of small moments that accumulate to be a big deal I, uh, the most recent one I remember, I dropped my son to school yesterday and I s sat there in the car, watched him walk in and I cherished the privilege of being able to do that. When I picked, them, picked my son up and we were looking at the kids, we have those crazy conversations. We were looking at the kids coming out of school and I said, you realize in, in, in the Gaza Strip, the kids cannot do that. Mm. That was a big moment for me. And we talked about Palestine and Gaza and this whole thing. So, so many, I do not look forward to the big meal, the big restaurant, but I enjoy the small moments at the little restaurant and all of them accumulate to give me a big deal. If you look at finance, for instance, it's not the big expenses that normally drag you down. It's the little $2.99 here, $1.99 here. You ask yourself, where did my money go? When you do the math, you realize it's a bunch of smaller items that accumulate to give you a big bill. So for me, um, life is good. Oh my God, I love this. You know what, let's just go right into that because, and the reason that um, I know we chose this question in random, but I love it because men do always express those type of things. Like, you know, out in the open, we're just talking. Like I can sit with Obel, we're always talking about, oh my God, this happened. This is so beautiful and things. So how do you guys process things that are beautiful to you? Um, when you're not somebody who just likes to, you're not extrovert, you're not somebody who just likes to talk to everybody. But what do you do when you're not putting, when you're not expressing those emotions? So how does that happen for you? My expression is in really in my observation. Mm. Um, I sit a lot with my own thought and understanding them for what they are and really trying to understand why I feel that way and how that, a certain situation mm -hmm. um, impacts me moving forward and why other people, um, you know, um, you know, act or react a certain way. Mm -hmm. So, so to me, it's 
expressing something um out outly is not the only way so in observing something i do think that i i can express it and i mean there's so many other ways to you know to express you know what you see and sometimes it doesn't necessarily have to be um loud or chaotic you know um mm -hmm. a simple conversation here and there or really understanding the grand scheme of things so and that's probably one of the biggest misconception about um you know introverted people because mm -hmm. i think they are the most expressive now obviously i'm not an expert and doc can you know i stand corrected on you know on, on what dr jc has, has to say about that but no we are really deep thinkers it's just that we observe a lot and really try to understand what it is that you know we are looking at or experiencing and then when the time is right express you know what we take from that experience I want to hear from Dr. JC from her from from his personal perspective and also the general um address the misconception right yeah. right mm -hmm. well let's do the general first yeah <laughs> expression is not necessarily doesn't necessarily have to be verbal all the time mm -hmm. I can love you and for me I I have to do things for you to show you to express my love for you and you understand the different language of love I can uh, be frustrated with you, but I'm not saying anything until I, uh, I'm looking forward to doing something to show you that I'm frustrated. For instance, I might, uh, for me personally, I might have a company, let's say that I have a, a phone company always jacking up my bill. Um, uh, what we talked about, this is not what you bill in me. I may not call you all the time, but the minute that I, I call you, when I'm tired of it, I'm going to call you say, I want to disconnect the service. So. There are times that the actions are the best method for men to express their feelings as opposed to verbal. Mm -hmm. Now, personally, what I do, I create a circle of folks that I can have constructive conversations with. Mm -hmm. Like I was just referring to my, I have three kids. We have different conversations at different level. Mm -hmm. I have folks that I feel comfortable Every single one of us, as human beings, we need to find someone with whom we feel vulnerable to. Right. Um, so that it, for some folks, that might be a spouse. For others, that might be a parent or it could be multiple individuals. Mm -hmm. So the most important thing is that we create a system where we feel that the individuals that are around us, they are supportive and we can express uh, our opinions to this individual. At the same time, we must have the emotional discipline to understand not everything must be said. Mm -hmm. So there's that different level as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I love that. I, I love um, um, having to consider the different level and also that help um, that helps women in, in, in those men's life to understand that, you know, like GV mentioned, you're not always expressing things outward. Uh, out, I mean, you're not always expressing them loudly for somebody to know. Um, but also what Dr. JC mentioned about how you can process things and have a circle. You have an intimate circle to, to, to process these things. So I want to talk about black men and mental health and what's happening in America in our society right now with um, the stigma around how we see black men mm -hmm. and how the presence alone can, um, uh, people can already judge and say that, you know, this man is aggressive or talk too loud or uh, if a man is looking a certain way, mm -hmm. then they put him in, in a category. And I remember having a conversation with my husband um, about how he feels pressured because of everything that's going on in America. So he always feels like whenever he step outside of his house, mm -hmm. Like he doesn't feel like the world is safe. So when he comes home, he wants peace. Yeah. Let's, so, uh, <laughs> let's talk, talk about, about that. that. I want to talk about that. Like when you guys uh, mention how when you come home, you want peace, but also a relationship, it's about processing things. And I know there's a lot going on in the world. Yeah. So how are you guys, how are you navigating those, um, you know, what's going on in the world and, and what are you expecting from the person who's in a relationship with you to help you process that things and what is peace to you? To yeah. you? Number one, I got to tell you, I live in my own world. Um, it, this is a biblical concept as well. 
I cannot afford to be going out here living in fear. If I'm going to die, the fear is not going to prevent me from dying. Right. So what I, I do not uh, live in any type of fear. I do not subscribe myself to the pressure or whatever that the world might be referring to. Um, as far as my, my idea of peace, it goes back to the idea of relationship. Number one, you have to, the Bible, and I will continue. I use the, the Bible as a philosophical book at, uh, at times. Uh, I think there's a lot of uh, principles. The Bible says, if possible, seek peace with all men. Mm-hmm. Well, the very first person I must seek peace with is myself. Mm-hmm. So the question becomes, do I have peace with myself? And the way I do that is to make sure that I don't mess with the law. There's no way you're going to be at peace if you're trying to rob banks all the time. Mm-hmm. There's no way you're going to be at peace if you know you got a girl here and you're begging two other girls on the side. Yep. And you know she doesn't want you to do it. There's no way you're going to have peace if you have a mortgage, if you only make $2,000 a, a month and you have a mortgage that costs $2,500 a month. So first, I must have a responsible approach to the interactions that I have with the world. Mm-hmm. The financial interactions have financial discipline. Mm-hmm. I must have uh, interactions where I don't go back and forth breaking the law. Mm-hmm. I must have in- different interactions. That's what's going to create the environment mm-hmm. for peace. Mm-hmm. Because things happen within the environment. Mm-hmm. A tree grows because of the environment that it is placed on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me to have a peaceful lifestyle, I must create an environment that is conducive to that peaceful lifestyle. The problem that we have, we have folks creating an environment for war, yet they want peace. Well, it's inconsistent. So to answer your question, I create the environment for my own peace. Let's say that I create an environment for peace and I go uh, out there and get killed. Well. All things work well mm-hmm. for those who love the Lord. Today, I was talking to my sons about that philosophy. Mm-hmm. What happened What happened when you play hard and you lose the game toward the last second? Mm-hmm. What happened when you pray for a boy, you still get a girl? Mm-hmm. What happened? You have to live with life. So we cannot live life in a mindset of anxiety or fear. Mm-hmm. Your fear of dying is going to prevent you from enjoying life. Therefore, I make peace with death itself. That way I get to enjoy life. Oh, my God. That's a really great philosophy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, to piggyback on what Doc was saying, um, I'm a very big, I'm very big on living in the present. Mm-hmm. Uh, because a lot of where, um, well, triggers for anxiety and depression mm-hmm. is from trying to predict the future mm-hmm. or reliving the past. Right. And mm-hmm. so... Really, your anxiety is being triggered from trying to prepare yourself for something that hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. But you still mentally having a reaction to what that could be. Mm-hmm. And so trying mm-hmm. to live in the moment and really understand things for what they are really is a good place to be at. And it takes away, you know, a lot of, you know, the anxiety and the nerves uh, and the pressure that can come, you know, with living life, understanding that the only thing I can control is what I do and how I treat people. Mm -hmm. The rest of it is not guaranteed and the rest of it, I don't really have control over it. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes to, you know, um, um, creating peace, um, to me, it's really understanding what your mental capacity is. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, meaning if I'm dealing with a lot of uh, at work, I got to take the time to process that mm-hmm. so that you can put yourself in a place where it's almost like you're on autopilot mode. Mm-hmm. So you're not using any processing power. Mm-hmm. When you're in that moment, then you can truly enjoy, you know, life. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, you'll be, you know, talking with your kids or watching a show, but mm-hmm. in the back of your head, you're still thinking about, you know, a certain situation because yeah. you're still processing it. Mm-hmm. But taking the time to actually processing, you know, um, what it is that's going on with you, mm-hmm. then you're able to come to a resolution mm-hmm. with yourself and you're able to move past that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Situation is still there, but you are able to reach a point mentally where, okay, I can move on and not be thinking about this 24-7. That's why like um, sometimes like, I'll drive home and I get home and I sit in the car. 
no music, no nothing for like 25 minutes, 30 minutes, however long it takes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I ask my wife, I'm like, just give me a second. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking, I'm not doing anything, but I'm just taking that moment of you know a quietness mm -hmm. with myself to be able to hear my own my own thoughts mm -hmm. and be mm -hmm. able to process them mm -hmm. so that when i step into the house i don't have a reaction on her that i actually wanted to have on my co-worker mm -hmm. now she asked me how was my day but i'm responding to her but really responding to the to person the that got me mad you know a couple yeah. hours right, ago right, right, right? right. Yeah. so or I'm responding to her, but really taking out the frustration from the bill collector mm -hmm. or the man that just, you know, almost hit my car. Yeah. And so being in the moment also requires that you try to process what goes through your day. Mm -hmm. Not always going to come to like a hardcore resolution. Okay, this is fixed and right. I can move on. Mm -hmm. But truly, really answering yourself, okay, this happened. How do I feel about it? Mm -hmm. Why do I feel this way about it? Wow. Once you can figure that out, then, uh, hey, I'm angry, mm -hmm. but I know why I'm angry. Mm -hmm. Then of you, course. you remove that burden from yourself because a lot of, you know, our reaction, you know, in life is really, I'm carrying something on my shoulder mm -hmm. and it's like, I, it has nothing to do with me yeah. at all, but you're not processing it that way. Mm -hmm. And so asking yourself, what happened? Why do I feel this way about it? just going there you don't have to come to resolution because mm -hmm. sometimes it's not even for you to resolve but you are still carrying the weight of you know offset situation and so wow. that's to me that's how i try to handle you know the subject of you know getting to a point where i can truly say that i'm at peace yeah. that is beautiful what you said my brother is just beautiful mm -hmm. thank you you said there's something that you said i don't know if you cut the word you said creating peace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The world keep on saying we're looking for peace. Yeah. No, you yeah. can't look for something that is special. Yeah. If you're looking for something that everybody is looking for, somebody else is going to get it. Yeah. That's crazy. Question become creating. That's what you said. Yeah. So I've always tell folks, peace and happiness is like a Walgreens. Wherever you stay, there's one right around the corner. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, you can be stuck on the one that you used to go to, then you will never be able to get to that one. Yeah. Or do you want to readjust to the one that's right around the corner? Wow. The thing that you must understand, I think, based on what you're saying, my brother, is that there are two things that we suffer from. That's what I get from what uh, Brother Jeevy was saying. Yes, sir. The two greatest faculties that we have as human beings, we suffer from those. Our imagination, which mm -hmm. is the future, mm -hmm. and our memory, which is the past. Yeah. If you don't remember what somebody said to you yesterday, you wouldn't be suffering from what was said to you. Right, yeah. right. You imagining what is my child, what college is this child gonna go to? Mm -hmm. You imagine you start making movies in your mind and producing all those nightmares. Mm -hmm. The the difference between you and I, or a person who have yet to create peace, mm -hmm. they create nightmares because we all in the movie making business mm -hmm. i create happy movies you just happen to create nightmares in your mind mm -hmm. and then you are a product of your nightmare mm -hmm. and i happen to enjoy the happy movies that i create so we all in the producing business mm -hmm. uh, doc you know i'm smiling right we now it's two things business it's two things you just said right there mm -hmm. um because i've always called myself um uh, uh, um uh, a cinema room no <laughs> yes. like, like i've always called my mind like i'm like man i i can create so much because i can visualize stuff in my brain right and so that, that's why i don't go to movies no i don't because there's not one that i cannot create i could be let me yeah. tell you i can play a game seven here and be a finals yep. and take the last, last shot kobe bryant if if i want to be enjoy the heck out of it yes because wow. you that you literally have that same physical experience and yeah, that same right. remembrance now the bad side of that doc is that we have it's too many of us that are, are suffering from trauma that we've never lived through yeah wow that's why oh i was goodness. gonna go next it's because really all the all the things that you anticipate could happen, mm -hmm. you still, your brain still register them as, hey, this yeah. happened to mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. And so I'm out here suffering from 
get in a little car crash yeah. with 10 people or whatever but right. i never actually experienced that oh, but yeah. in my brain mm-hmm. i scary that well, fear because i've well, lived to that here's experience. the thing my brother now mm-hmm. here's the thing now you have to have the emotional discipline right yes. and ask there yourself you the emotional discipline and ask yourself the simple question those thoughts are you producing that, that the thoughts that you are producing are they conducive to your emotional well-being mm-hmm. or are they destructive right yeah. that's everything you do right even in finance if you're doing something that is not constructive to your financial life i'm assuming that you're mm-hmm. going to stop it mm-hmm. and then the minute that you said it's not then you need to not allow yourself to go there right because the mind is almost like a maze when you come to thought process mm-hmm. you get into a maze sometimes it's hard to find your way out of it yes sir. so the yeah. question becomes do you have to, the discipline, the emotional discipline to be yeah. able to identify the entrance of that maze mm-hmm. and do not allow yourself to get in that maze? Mm-hmm. Wow. And then as you continue to train yourself, your mind is automatically going to say, you know, that maze, not going to go there. Bang. Because right. that's what we do yeah. as the human mind. My well, goodness. Well, my mind is... Been... I want to ask Dr. JC a question while we are on this because okay. not everybody are self-aware. There you go. Like, I was about um, to ask that. Brilliant mind here. Yeah. Uh, you know, because in there are a lot of men that are suffering from the responsibility of life. Just there responsibility you go. of mm-hmm. life. You know, mm-hmm. providing for your family, protecting your, your children. Fa- mm-hmm. Like, um... I think men feel those things more personally. Yeah. So what would you recommend for men who are just succumbing to the pressure? And also, I want to answer that mm-hmm. question, men who are afraid to talk about those pressures. Right, right. Because mm-hmm. you guys seem so comfortable about talking. Like, I'm looking okay. at GV. It's like, you already did therapy on yourself. <laughs> you analyze yourself so much. You ask the right questions. Right, you sit right. in the car and you're self-aware to know, okay, I'm not going to get out until my I mind is clear, this. until mm-hmm. I process this. But there are men that are told just move on, just go, move on yeah. with life, take on the responsibility, do just job, you know do your man. job, be a man. Mm-hmm. Don't you don't have no time to literally sit down in your thoughts because you have so many things that so many other things you have to do. What do you tell those men who feels like you know I have to be a man so I can process my emotions and act well, after? Well, I I uh, thank you for bringing that question up. I really think that we need therapy when i say we are speaking as a collective the collective self mm-hmm. we need therapy but therapy for the black man mm-hmm. cannot be traditional therapy as understood within the european paradigm wow right. the therapy for the black man has to be one that understand the complexity of the the daily things that we deal with and be able to address it in our language. Mm-hmm. And I said language meaning that in terms that we really feel comfortable doing it. Right. Um, we need to be re-educated. Remember G. Carter Woodson, he talked about the miseducation of the Negroes. Right. So the black man needs to be re-educated in what manhood is. Mm-hmm. Manhood is not my ability to bang as many girls as possible. Mm-hmm. Manhood is not the uh, inability to show no emotions. Right. Manhood does not define by how physically tough I can be. Mm-hmm. So that must must have a system of re-education. Mm-hmm. So in therapy, I know, uh, Patricia, you know this more than I do, that it's a psychoeducational process right. that we need to re-educate onto what manhood is mm-hmm. and provide that arena for them to understand, yes, you need to, it's okay to seek help because we were raised to believe that you are the term that is used in the black community. You're a pussy. Mm-hmm. If you, if you show any emotions right, or if you cry right. or if you tell someone your business, we are raised. So we need to redefine that. So if you want to use cognitive behavioral therapy, we need to deconstruct the faulty ways of thinking and then reconstruct healthy behaviors and healthy psychology within the the the, the African tribe. Mm-hmm. That's the if you not to get too clinical, but mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. that's the way to to approach this. Um, if I would really the way I would go at this is really how I get a lot of my patients to start flossing. <laughs> um, yeah, most people struggle with you know the habit of flossing, mm-hmm. and building that habit sometimes it's not the easiest thing to do. Mm-hmm. And the way I've had really a lot of success with that in my career so far is really m- 
really tying it with something that they are comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of the messaging around, you know, mental health is really seek help. But again, we're talking to men that won't even go to the doctor to get themselves checked physically. Oh, there you go. So uh, how do you think they're going to now take on that message and get checked mentally? Like, yeah. like that is not going to begin yeah. to but, happen. But you got to understand something as well, my brother. Mm -hmm. Who does the black man talk to? The black, the black man, collectively that is. We're mm -hmm. not talking about individual levels. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The black man does not trust the white man. Right. The black females sometimes we're not the most supportive. They are not the most supportive. And mm -hmm. remember, the black man is supposed to be the protector of the black right, female. Right, right. And I, as a man, you know what it means for the protected to feel for the protector to feel weak mm -hmm. or weakened in front of the protected. Mm -hmm. So that kind of closed that door. We're not going to talk to the white female because number one, she's white. She's a female. She mm -hmm. does not understand our struggle. Mm -hmm. So now. And then we were told not to speak to anyone. So now we build all that. We keep wow. it with us. Absolutely. That's a okay? lot of pressure. And then I resent you as the black female. Not only you doing better than I am collectively, that is. Mm -hmm. But also sometimes you said you don't need me. Ooh, let's okay? speak so about that. So how can I come to you? to feel vulnerable when I know the same ammunition that I give you today will be used to kill me. So you must understand the collective, uh, the collective dilemma of the Negro. Yeah. I agree with you that we don't so much have a, a, a safe space, but if we can change a little bit of the messaging and making that a, hey, by ex by tapping into this mm -hmm. there's a lot of reward from that mm -hmm. it's uh you know we can almost maybe get away from you know all some of you know the the the, the roadblocks that mm -hmm. we have and get to a point where at least most of the men's out there are seeking help or really mm -hmm. seeking a way to understanding how that part of the body is functioning and getting a hold of that and taking care of it as well. Oh my well. God, I love this so much. So now I mentioned something, Dr. JC and GV, I have this question and it's a very heavy question, mm. but I know it's like a, it's simple. But at, at least it's not deep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, watch, comment, you have to go watch his episode. Go watch his episode. Inside joke. Inside joke. <laughs> So so now so now okay, I I love that you guys talk about how the the black woman and the black man, you know, because you know we are the protected, you are the protector, and sometimes we don't make it easy for the protector to feel vulnerable and open up and talk about the pressure they can't talk about anywhere else. So now, as black women, how do we create that safe space? There you go. That was going to be my next question. For our black men. And when I say for a black men, not just the husband, but we yeah. also have sons, you yeah. have cousins, you have other people in the community yeah. who, like, you, my, you're my sister, you know, because mm -hmm. I, I have three brothers, you know, and when they're around, they don't even consider that I'm older, done that like because i i because i'm you know i'm the only uh, i'm the only daughter so they, they i'm not i'm not oldest in front of them you know mm -hmm. so they automatically naturally feel like they're the protector mm. so now as a black woman how do i make that safe space to yeah. know like if you broke down somewhere like you can come to me yeah we can act um both intimately yes. and just you know friendship in, in or general, so right. the way i would take that is really going back to um, um what i said earlier is having that conversation with yourself you know um self-awareness is really one of the key component to all of this because it's almost like uh, um, really just a rinse and repeat when you've seen what's going on because it's it's not fair to just like put this all on a uh, hey, black women aren't supportive mm -hmm. because 
because as a man i'm also responsible for my own uh, uh, um, mental um, health and fitness mm. uh, but and also we have to really take into account that some of these women are really reacting to how they were treated by other men other that were treated so, yeah. a certain way by other women that were treated yeah. by other men and mm. other women we see what i'm saying like right, it goes right. back and forth the only way it stops is if i'm like you know what i was wrong but i'm gonna have to take a look into this mm -hmm. and being self-aware enough to resolve my issues then i can go into the world and be fair in how i treat everybody else because otherwise if i was wrong by a black woman then i'm not fair to you guys then because i'm not fair to you guys you guys turn around and be not fair to wow. the next black man and that cycle just continues and continues and we're just having all communities just getting destroyed over and over by that vicious cycle we have like that the the the, uh, the gender war that we have out That's there we gotta stop it and each side have really like okay whoever fault it is it doesn't matter at yep. this point my goal now is to be a whole mm. person my my goal now is to be whole mentally yeah once once you seek that and everybody else can seek that yeah. then we can come back to the table and be fair to each other in other yeah. words you're really just saying take accountability yeah people are afraid to take accountability for their own actions mm -hmm. their own um you know mental health mm -hmm. so you're saying like you know as an individual man you need to be able to take accountability for yourself mm -hmm. but, it, but it goes beyond accountability as well because some people are true victim That and they true. do have a reason yeah, why true. so coming to a resolution with your, your own hurt, hurt. Ooh, is yeah. also essential in that you see what i'm saying because right. we can't just say like oh you're not accountable for what you are doing yeah, but hey right, right. what about the true victims, victims are, are, yeah. out there right so, and so really acknowledging your own hurt and you know your own uh, 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 um downfall as well and yeah. taking all of that uh, 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 um together and can get into a point where you can move past all of that mm -hmm. then you can be in a place that is you know healthy and so again which is what you guys are talking about here mm -hmm. wellness yeah wellness. and so once you can reach a point of wellness then you are pretty much at a place where you can be fair to other people and you mm -hmm. can you know uh, um create a safe space for a black man or black women to be able to have that conversation and not so looking at it from the loops of your past hurt and experiences i love that i'm glad you said it, it is not we should not hold our counterpart a female counterpart accountable for our problems mm -hmm. it's not their fault yeah. mm -hmm. we have our collective insecurities mm -hmm. We are intimidated at times by the success that they enjoy that we may not have. Mm. If you look at the statistics, black females collectively have done better than us, and that tend to be intimidating at times to us. Mm. Maybe you might be a better speaker. Then uh, you might be smarter, you accomplish more academically, you might accomplish more financially. That can lead to a sense of insecurity. Now, I'm supposed to be the protector of this individual. The protector could be psychological as well. Mm -hmm. so, I, so I agree with you that we need to come to terms with our own collective insecurity, insecurities and then decide what we want to do with it. We must defiantly refuse to be victims after we were victimized. All of us were victimized in some area. There's no question. Okay, the question becomes, are you going to continue to be a victim after you are victimized? There's something that I want you guys to continue to remember as well. If you, uh, my first book, I talked about cutting the shackles of mental occupation, where we need to break the cycle of psychological slavery. There's something that collectively black men feel that they are pressed against a system. They always refer to the system that a system that does not want me to be, or a system that does not want me to have a house. Mm -hmm. There's a system that is there against me, working against me. Mm -hmm. We must get find a way to get rid of that way of thinking. 
if you walking in thinking that the system is already rigged against you, you are not going to work, do anything to do what you have to do. We must look at the system as my system. I am learning the rules of this game so I can play this game yeah, as opposed to saying that I'm not playing because the game is not mine. There so us, we must to change that way of thinking. And that's what I mean when I say therapy for the black man mm -hmm. cannot be the traditional therapy. Mm -hmm. Tell me how I feel with my glasses over my nose. Mm -hmm. That therapy does not work for the black man. Mm -mm. So we must attack it at the at the at the level where mm -hmm. you know if you live in this neighborhood this neighborhood belongs to you it's not their neighborhood that let you stay in Ooh. it's my neighborhood i love that if you so you must understand that the place that you stay you're not passing by mm -hmm. This is yours. I'm here to stay. I always tell Americans, if you don't like a Haitian immigrant like me, you may as well sell me your, sell me your house because I'm here to stay. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> so sell my house, that. move the hell out of the community so I can stay here and then we'll be good. Amen. Amen, Amen to yeah. that. Amen. Yeah. Oh can we talk about how you define manhood as a black man? Because that's always like a mm. big question. Mm -hmm. And also that comes with like... <laughs> Are you laughing? <laughs> you, you you ask complicated questions that cannot be answered in a lifetime. Yeah, let's try to keep it concise. Yeah. Because you know, I, I think I think, and that's coming from a female perspective, I don't think manhood is providing. Just providing. But um there is a pressure where like you're not a man if you're not doing this, this yeah. right you're not a man if your woman is out there doing this, this. Mm -hmm. right so can we define like a healthy that, that, that's the question a healthy manhood yeah doc um i don't have an answer <laughs> but i'm gonna give you a piece i'm a, i guess i'm asking you a question of where my mind is going right now and mm -hmm. you can kind of direct me because when i hear manhood or when i compare manhood and womanhood mm -hmm. i think of the word instinct so really a woman your womanhood is your born instinct the things that comes naturally to you that you act and react mm -hmm. on and to me uh, your manhood is not your doing it's the thing that naturally, I guess, captivate your mind. Um, and so there is now you, there is different way of approaching. So me, so what I'm getting at is that a man and a woman looking at a, a situation, we, we, I can react to it differently right. because as a man, you, you, everything is simple and straightforward as a woman, you guys see the details and right. the, the variations of all of that. And to me, that's what makes you a woman, how you, and take that information and process it. Mm -hmm. And could manhood also be that? That no, my well, all natural instinct as men on you know how we see things and how we react to things. Well, we're gonna go back to Africa. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> the African American culture, they don't really. I I don't think they have necessarily a rite of passage. Uh, every nation, a lot of. African nation have what you call a rite of passage. Right. You go back, you realize is the ability to hunt, is the ability to take care of the community, to uh, have wisdom, certain level of wisdom, uh, certain level of discipline and values. That's what uh, the Africans understand. That's how the Africans understand it. Let's look at a natural process. Instead of thinking of manhood and womanhood, Let's talk about masculine and feminine. Mm. If you look at if you look at uh, nature, you are, uh, if you look at nature, it's complementary. The idea is one side complement the other. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. That's the this complementary. When you even in electronic, even in plumbing, mm -hmm. when you connecting those pipes. Mm -hmm. The two pipes, one have to complement the other one. Yeah. So if you have one masculine, and two, if you have two masculines, it does not let the water flow because it cannot go in, in and out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the idea 
of uh, uh, manhood and uh, masculine, of uh, being masculine or being feminine, mm -hmm. is two forces that come together and complement one another. Now, that does not mean that if I am masculine, I cannot have some feminine qualities. Right. Or vice versa. Mm -hmm. But the idea is that men, in my book, what I wrote about, is that there are certain things men must have. Men must have discipline. That's what separates a man from a boy. Right. Men must be able to protect. That protection could be psychologically, spiritually, in all the areas that you 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 can call. So these are the characteristics of a man, mm -hmm. that the idea to be responsible, the idea to be able to, to have discipline. And the sole notion that I am the man, that means I must do this. Mm -hmm. Being a man simply means that there are times that I need to lead, there are times I need to call on someone to lead. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if that means the feminine side has some characteristics that I don't have, I need to call on her to lead that specific area. It's my manhood that is activated to be able to call on that specification. Mm. So what the problem that we are running into is that we are living in a world that is very contradictory. It's either or. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But we need to start looking at it as complementary. Yeah. Yeah. Meaning that the fact that you are not a Christian, you're a Muslim, you compliment me as a human being. Right, mm. right, right, right. Wow. Oh the God. fact that you have a vagina, well, I'm assuming that <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the fact that someone has a vagina, it's 2023. You know it that. is. I, I gotta try to keep you in line, Doc. You know that. <laughs> you know, you so know. It is not a contradiction to my penis, it just complements the fact that I have. A penis. So mm -hmm. once we start looking at it that way, we will see everything in harmony. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Instead, which is music, things have to be in harmony for it to make sense in your ears. Mm -hmm. If not, it's a cacophony. Yes, it does sir. not make any sense. Mm -hmm. So maybe, just maybe, we need to redefine what it means to be a man. Mm -hmm. And part of that, there's no way that... Being a man, I just sit here and allow you to do things. Because the idea of manhood is the idea to to do, you know, to have discipline. Yeah. I have to be able to wait. I have to be able to know that I have a spiritual self. Because here's the reason why spirituality is an important of, the, of manhood. Mm. There are times that your money, your influence cannot do much, yet you want to save the one that you're supposed to save. Mm. In other words, it's... One o'clock in the morning and my little girl here is dying. I call my, my buddy who's a PCP. I cannot find him. And I go to the pharmacy. Everything is closed. I need to be able to call upon somebody that can help me, you know, mm -hmm. provide the assistance mm -hmm. to this little one. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. the reason why spirituality in Africa is a big component of manhood. That's beautiful. So the problem with the idea of manhood here in America, we are we are we are conditioned to uh, to um, to have a physical six pack. That's what it is. My God, physical six pack. Manhood has to be strong, mm -hmm. but men must have knowledge. Mm -hmm. So the idea mm -hmm. is that we need to have a psychological six pack instead of a physical six pack yeah. because I can win more wars with my knowledge than I can win with my physical self. Amen. That way, when I'm confronted, when I'm confronted by a police officer, I know my second amendment, right? I know my fourth amendment, right? I don't need to necessarily punch you in the face because once I punch you in the face, you have a good reason mm -hmm. to handcuff me and take me out of the game. This so the problem is that we have consistently equipped men mm -hmm. with physical six-pack, mm -hmm. yet there's no psychological or academic six-pack. Then you have someone who is a male, because being a male doesn't necessarily mean you're a man, yeah. who is a male, 50 years old, but caught up in a body that looks like that of a man, mm -hmm. but still functioning within mm -hmm. the mindset mm -hmm. of a five-year-old. Because yeah. understand yep. this, the five, the little baby, when they need something, Jean Piaget talked about those things. Mm -hmm. 
when the little baby needs something, they don't have the idea of waiting. I need to have the discipline to do this. I want it and I want it now. Oh, yeah. But men must have their understanding that I want a Mercedes. Then this is what I need to do to get that Mercedes. Mm -hmm. If I somebody didn't die and leave me some money, I need to go and work and save $10 here, $10 there. I need to have the patience. That's the virtue of manhood. God, but what we are creating in the microwave society, I want it, I want it now. We have the baby mentality. Mm -hmm. When the baby wants that breast milk, you cry, you cry, you cry until that mom gives you the breast milk. And if they don't give you that breast milk, Lord knows you're going to raise hell. So that's what happened, my sisters. My goodness. That was created, so good, Dr. Amen. We created in a society. We have a lot of males, but with few men. Yes, this mm. is so good. My goodness, this is like mind blowing. I'm over here just in just taking so, this all in. Right, right. So to to wrap this up, um, I I like with everything, Doctor J. Well, I was just getting started. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> oh my God. We have to have a part two. No, no. Now I have to read that book. No, we have to read the book. We, we really do have to read that book. Yeah. But to, to like, I think. Honestly, like I hear GV says this all the time mental when it comes to fitness. mental fitness. And I think Dr. JC just gave us a very nice summary Definition. of what this is. He's a lot smarter than me. So no, you no, should no, listen no, to stop it. No, but the thing is, I hear him say it all the time and he's always explaining to him, to me. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, I get it. I, I'm listening to him. It's like, that's now literally everything it. that he's usually telling me now. Like, now, wait, don't be like the typical Haitian. In order for it to be to make sense, it has to be said by a white man. Going on here, like I always right, got right. it. I always got it, but now I just wanted him to kind of elaborate on what that mental fitness is like. And now we can just wrap this up with. I love this. <laughs> what is a mental so, Doc, why you call it that? So, uh, look, man, I'm I'm glad you're here today because again, I I feel I should I, I'll say it, but I feel empowered to talk on touch on certain subjects coming from you know just. A regular person if i want to put it that way because really um i was a little boy developing habit really that was really just um um, um i guess um based on how competitive i was mm -hmm. i always wanted to win and because i wanted to win i always look for the advantage on everything that i do mm -hmm. and so at a very early age I started practicing certain things and I started noticing certain things that I didn't really understand what I was doing until I got a little bit old, older and really understanding, you know, how the mind worked. And so I was a little boy getting into a diet because I realized the cleaner I ate, the faster I ran. Mm -hmm. And I played soccer. I wanted to be faster than everybody else. Mm -hmm. And so I started really looking over my diet. Mm -hmm. Then I also realized whenever we had a test right uh if i go in and i you know i'm playing with my friends and i have all of that going on and the next day that i go and i take my test i don't do as well mm -hmm. but then i'm like okay if i calm everything down and i control things um then i realize okay i, I, I perform a little bit better mm -hmm. then i remember um there was an event that my mom wanted me to go and i'm like I don't want to go. I have a headache. I lied to her. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, well, we've got five hours until that event and I don't have a headache yet. Mm -hmm. And I wish so hard to have a headache. And believe me or not, in a couple hours, you had a I had a headache. Oh and then so I started, you know, just thinking like, okay, there, there has to be power into like mm -hmm. what it is that I'm doing because mm -hmm. I feel like I'm manipulating this thing here. And I'm doing different things with it. And that was always my best kept secret, really. Mm -hmm. And so I'll go into rooms and people are telling me, man, you are so talented. And I'm like, yeah. But I know, like, no, before I walk in the room, I probably had thought of every question that I could be asked and had an answer ready. Mm -hmm. Just preparing myself mm -hmm. again and just... And so from all of that stuff, really, to really get fast forward... Fast forward to not being, you know, a full-blown adult. Mm -hmm. I, and especially really coming from a state of um, what I do for work, mm -hmm. that's the word that I came up with. Not, you know, creating the word, but like 
with all of this conversation about wellness and um you know mental health being so uh, big out there right now which i love i feel like one thing that we are missing is mental fi fitness because when you think about health they like to define health as the absence of illness but would you think that just because i don't have high blood pressure or diabetes or high cholesterol if i'm he eating like three cheeseburgers every day mm. and i weigh 500 pounds and i can't move i'm always out of breath would you define me as someone that's healthy so clearly the health goes beyond the absence of illness right it also it's it's a state that constantly change right and so something i consume or something that happened to me may take me out of that state of being healthy mm -hmm. we, we, we agree with that right? Yeah, right and so if i didn't sleep enough today and tomorrow i go into work and i'm a little bit drowsy right. i'm not at my best yeah, so right. the my state changes right? right i may be 80 there but i'm not my full self which yeah. is my healthy self yeah. and so in the conversation of you know uh, uh um, the brain or mental health to me where a lot of people are still not you know jumping on board is mm. well i don't have anything wrong with me so i don't need this mm. but what about the practicality of your everyday life of keeping yourself fit so it's the same way i don't have just because i don't weigh 600 pounds doesn't mean i'm fit mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and so how do i f do i just check a box do i become fit and i stay there no fitness is something that you work it's it's, it's a practice right and so if fitness is a practice then my mental fitness is something that i should be working on on a daily basis so i may not be mentally healed mm -hmm. but am i mentally fit mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's that so then when you look at it in in, in in that avenue you realize we all deal with things on a day-to-day -day basis right. and what we do about these things mm -hmm. determine whether we are mentally fit mm -hmm. or not yeah. and so then the level of fitness sometimes may be so low that we fall into illness that's true but just because we're not healed doesn't mean that everything is a-okay yeah. and we are good to go and that to me like that's the biggest thing because like i'm a dental hygienist mm -hmm. like my job is to prevent diseases from happening in the first place and yeah. so what we do is really a lot of prevention mm -hmm because when you when you take care of the mouth you realize by the time you have a disease in the mouth your options are less and less more how do i say that effective yeah. uh, you know you know we have great dentists we have great surgeon mm -hmm. but when you try to restore something that's already broken, broken. it's right. it's never restored to its original state And so the best way to keep something at its best value or its best state is really to maintain it and prevent, um, you know, um, prevent um, diseases or, or, or whatnot. And so that's to me where I would love the conversation on mental health to shift to the mental fitness, meaning nothing wrong with me. Mm -hmm. But again, it doesn't mean that I'm necessarily fit. So can I... I need to be doing certain things to make sure that I keep my fitness level. And there will there will be days that you know my fitness is a little bit lower, right. and, or there are days that my fitness is you know gonna be higher. So mm -hmm. we probably need to open that conversation about the mental workouts, mm -hmm. which yeah. is what I, I love. Them. Would, I think that would attract men actually. I like yeah. because that goes back to the beginning But, when you say we have to change the messaging so exactly. men can buy in yeah. into yeah. going to therapy. I think Dr. Jesse we're gonna say something. Yeah. But here's something, I agree with you 100%. I call that the 1% of the population, because you know how we have the 99% from a financial perspective and then the 1%. Mm -hmm. You cannot, if you consistently have to worry about paying your bills, you cannot start thinking about investment mm -hmm. because your mind is so preoccupied with just day-to-day -day paying my rent. The same thing with the mental fitness and the mental illness. If I spend so much time trying to get mentally well, then now the mental fitness, I'm not even there yet. Yep. Mm -hmm. We have so many who are not mentally well, who are not ready to take the course of mental fitness. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. So mm -hmm. 
so it's it's more like it is designed that I know there's some there's a guy who um, who is working. I know we got to finish, mm-hmm. and then he complained to his boss saying that hey, that what you pay me, I cannot pay, I cannot save any money. The boss said, hey, I didn't pay you for you to be able to save. I pay you so you can pay your bills. Wow. We have to finish that level first. Right, right. Be able to pay our bills. Then we start thinking of saving. Mm-hmm. Then we start thinking of investment. Mm-hmm. So wow. and from a psychological perspective, we have to get mentally well first. Mm-hmm. Deal with the, get mentally healed, I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when we heal, we can talk about now. Let's Maintain. do the mental fitness. Love it. The analogy that you give with the physical as well. Mm-hmm. If I'm 600 pounds, I need to lose the weight first mm-hmm. before I can maintain the new shape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now I'm still at the level. How do I get up? And that's where we are collectively. Right. How do I get up for one little walk so I can drop one pound every month or whatever the case might be? So that's where the work needs to be done so, as well. Dub, so you are part of the one percent my friend so 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 it's funny I, 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 that's why i said you empowered me to really have that conversation mm-hmm. because my thing is i can only again i am not i don't work in the mentorial space but i can only offer what i've seen working in dentistry doc and so it's the yeah, same thing course. so a lot of people suffer from period diseases mm-hmm. we can cure that we have to take care of them but we also have to do a lot of prevention from the people that do not have uh, 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 um, um, pay your, uh, um, any pay your diseases right now. So here's the thing. The funny thing is most people don't go to the doctor because they have perio. Mm-hmm. Most people come to us because they want to whiten their teeth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then we're like, oh no, we can't jump to whitening because exactly. we have a disease yeah. to treat. And so that's why I'm like, I, we understand what that, needs to happen, yeah. but the messaging is there oh, because a lot of the, yeah. the 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 people that are being treated for period diseases didn't come in. Hey, I have a disease in my heart, and I would like to get treated. No, they came in for something sexier than that. Uh, then for me to break down the news that hey we've got a lot of things we need to work on, and so right now, like whitening your teeth is your last, the least of your worry right right now. And so it's the same thing. You're right. We have most of us really out there with, you know, some level of trauma or whatnot that needs to, you know, to be that need to address it. But you're not going to get people coming like, hey, yeah. I'm That's broken. I need to be plenty. fixed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, it's a, it's a lot. And so yes. changing the messaging into like, hey, can we get some mental workout? Mm, yeah. You probably get more people interested. Yeah. And then from there, like, yeah. hey, before yeah. we can get to that point, we have this. so much work to, to get, get through. And, you know, and all, honestly, a lot of it is a lifetime of work. Yes. It is. Yeah. Yes. It is yes. a low barrier entry to therapy. Oh, that's it. What was the? I'm sorry, I did a low barrier, barrier entry to, to therapy. therapy. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. My yes. goodness, this conversation, man, it can keep going. It can keep going, but yeah. I'll pass the mic. Back. <laughs> you know, that's you know what? No. Like, but the big, the the nice thing about this is really just seeing the similarities between you know treating the brain and treating teeth wow this is very like ironic. there's no new things life if you look at life you will see that it's only one person that create this the whole thing yeah because there's so many similarities uh-huh. in everything that we do if you studied us the, the the Bible in a lot of different books, psychology, religion, uh, Constitution of the United States, and Same. all those things, you realize all those things came from one person. Yeah, exactly. And then our mind is uh, very connected to our entire physical body, so mm-hmm. it's like, why mm-hmm. not take care of that mm-hmm. first, mm-hmm. you know, and take it as make it a priority? Mm-hmm. Um, man, this uh, I, I I don't know what to say now. I'm just like, we already impact so much, and I'm so grateful. Um, that GV, you were able to be here, babe. I'm so happy that you were able to. Thanks be for having me, Dr. JC, for um, you know agreeing last minute to you know be on here with us. Um, just to wrap this up, just one word that comes to mind when it comes to mental fitness, or I would say manhood, wellness. Um, just one word, everybody. Mm-hmm. One word. Education. Uh, practicality. Discipline. 
discipline, that's a discipline, practicality. Mine is openness, just being open to yeah. receiving that education and to that. receive, you know, discipline to receive um, practicality. So, yeah. I'm going to send this episode to so many people. Yeah. I'm just, I'm <laughs> myself going to send it to so many people. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And we invite you to do the same thing. If this was useful and you feel like it was empowering, sometimes it's hard to have the mental health conversation with the men in our community. Oh, yes. I am inviting you today to just get this episode and send it to somebody who whoever it is and um thank you dr jc for making the time for us thank you gv where they can find the you guys us. yes plug your plug your sources your, yeah all of your things <laughs> plug them in let's get I connected here yeah i don't have anything to plug let's see i can tell you i got enough work but bellows at psychological.com uh, is the best place uh to see what we are doing uh we're also on the local radio uh and uh in jacksonville um so if you are in the city just uh capture our station on saturdays four to six um i encourage everyone to take care of yourself yes. do you mind your business at the end of the day everything is not for everybody but something is for somebody hey you gotta I love, love that. that i love that um i own in um primark media and so that's usually where i uh, do most of my work um gv pluvials if you want to look up you know my instagram and whatnot um yeah but i'm not really active on social media as you yeah. guys know but um yeah well yeah but definitely um one of my goal for 2024 is to primer to make sure we can get dr jesse's messages out there yes a lot further yes. Yes. seriously yes. i'm taking on that myself dog but thank you for having me guys like i said i'm a big you. fan of what you guys do here thank so. you so much babe thank you yes. for giving us <laughs> uh, <we're>, i'm privileged <laughs> with all of this Very. i'm so privileged yes. and everybody mind your wellness because it's your business it's your business Talk later. Bye. Bye. Bye.